The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. What's up? And welcome back to another episode of No Silly's Podcast with your host. Now, fuck that with your low glasses, Malone. Like, you get asked about, you know, the factors within the community by people who look at it like you were talking about somebody who came from there and did well and left and looks back and goes, oh, you guys need to stop doing that in the neighborhood. And you're, you answer a question of why are we doing this in the neighborhood? And they're asking a question or posing a thought of like the ancillary negative impact to the neighborhood you know what i mean and 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 the like the ripple effect thereof so to speak and 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 the two like the question the answer never seemed to align at the at the intersection at the same time is how it sounds to me as a listener so what's the question you think that they're asking that i'm not answering what's the exact question i feel like they're trying to ask what are or, or if, if they're not trying to ask they're, they're trying to state to you 
whether it be LA or whatever, I mean, just like in, I'll just as a blanket term, say like gang culture and the violence and all that kind of stuff that goes with it in general speak has negative impacts on the community and the area that damage the economy there. So, so, so that particular question, I'm going to answer. Yes, it has negative impact. Which mm. war doesn't? Okay. So to keep acting like, right, to keep acting like you don't understand that human beings fight, like, right, if me and Steel, right, shout out to Steel, right, Steel on deck, my nigga Mouse on deck, finna, finna get into this no silly shit. Steel who appears to be muted for the record. Yeah, he is muted. Okay, okay. so if, if yes, me and Steel, let's say me and Steel get in a disagreement at Denny's, me and Steel, right, and we have a big brother, little brother squabble. Right. We, we go to war right in here. We start fighting and we start throwing each other around here. You get in the way trying to stop the fight. I throw you over there. You knock over a table. You break a table. Miles getting away. I throw him somewhere. He's he didn't broke the stove. Feel me? me and still rebelling. We wrestling around. We fighting tables everywhere. Chairs everywhere. Plates broken. Glasses broken. Everything. And we walk out to Denny's. You know, we like we we oh, it's enough is enough. We walk out to Denny's. The Denny's is going to be destroyed. You know what I mean? So, yes, yeah. when people fight, things are going to be destroyed. Well, like on the broader geographical scale, when you're looking at conflicts of regions, typically like important questions that are usually asked are what is victory? How do you define victory? And, and, and what is the pathway to eliminating the conflict so we can get back to business? And you see treaties that are drafted successfully in the Pacific Rim after wars or in parts of Europe or the States or whatever. And those areas tend to do well, whereas the places that have perpetual conflict with not a clear definition of victory or no direct pathway to treaty, they seem to be bogged down for decade after decade after decade sure. in, in squalor as a result. So like that's, I think, maybe also yeah, part but, of the dynamic but, of the question. But every war is not a trans 60s. Right. A trans 60s is one of those. It's, it's Hoover and, and 60s is like the Cold War. It's the war that's not really happening, but you could tell it's this tension that has lasted for years and years and years. Maybe guys have came into contact. It's been little small stuff they did to each other, but they have never really directed their full energy into clashing. Right. But then, so you can have the 60s and the A trades, right? Which is a war that's permanent, right? That That never changes, it just cools down. Right. Well, um, the 60s and they trades aren't murdering each other every year, all year. You know I mean, they're, they're just not. It's just not. It's not the true reality of the situation. Um, and then you could have a war like 117th Street versus Carver Park when I was growing up, which is a war that kind of went off. You know, it was probably 90 days of violence, you know, shooting, you know, maybe somewhere between 90 days and 180 days, you know, not every day, but back and forth shooting fighting you know the normal posture and everything else and then you have like you worked off that energy and it, it may not be a full-out treaty sign like the pacific rim right but there's a reality of like you know what this isn't worth it you know people been shot thank god nobody died you know let's just let bygones be bygones yeah would you say that in general the broader east side not all the heights like East LA, but like the broader East side. Sure, the East, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would, would be, be the eastern side of the one ten. Yeah, would would be a fair comp to like say 
uh, Central Africa or Central American countries where there's just constant turnover and there's never really quite the stability where you, where, where you see stuff level out like generation over generation? I mean, sure, because um, the same poverty and lack of opportunity exists all the time. If, if you don't have anything else to People ask me to participate in peace treaties, Pete, all the time. They be like, "Hey, G man, you want to give with this peace treaty?" I'm like, "If you want me to, I will." They like, "Why don't you want to?" I'm like, "Well, if I don't have careers that have you know livable wages to offer people, what am I telling them to do with their time?" Exactly. What am I telling them to do with their time? All, if you don't have these things, you're going to put the time into your friends and your community to the best of your ability. This is going to be your realm. Um, everybody is not as creative and you know searching out opportunities everybody's not mouse you know everybody's not still everybody's not glasses that come from where we come from um you know i i got homies resting soul rest they soul like their mother and father were both on drugs you know what i'm saying like they didn't know how they was gonna eat and i know that seems like this general usual story but that's real that's not low tv show you know what i mean so you talking about somebody seven eight nine years old figuring out how to eat dinner by themselves you know and and they survive these elements and then they adopt these rules that help them survive. And then we look at those rules like it's crazy. You know I mean, but this has been this person's guideline to survival probably since they was eight years old. So it's no excuse. It's just the reality of some people's circumstances. Mm -hmm. That's all. Yeah. Well, I believe anytime you have poverty, you're going to have um, certain conditions. Yeah, crime. It, it just breeds crime naturally because when people don't see hope or have opportunities, like G said, he had two fr a fr a friend that mama was on drugs and daddy's on drugs. How can we expect that kid to come out functioning normally? He's already at a loss kind of. So, and, and not on drugs like functioning drug addicts. I mean, like pushing basket drug addicts. Some of my homies did beat those circumstances. You know what I mean? One or two of them. You know what I'm saying? But like most of them didn't. And that's a tough circumstance to be. And it, it just bothers me when we talking about our people who know. You know I mean, Pete, you know, because you have been around it a little bit. But there is a there is a nuance that even you like if you're not seeing it every day, it just almost sounds unbelievable. But that's hip hop in general. Hip hop, the language, hip hop, the fashion. It all sounds unbelievable. Like you don't believe these places exist. Like I, I did a show. For a guy in Huntington Beach, he was a kid who owned a club. He was about 22. His parents gave him a club for his 21st birthday. And he paid me what $10. Could go wrong? I know, right? That's white people shit. Gave him a club for his 21st birthday. Okay, Pete. I see you. His 21st hey, birthday. Hey, you in the scene. Oh, wait. You're on that side. <laughs> Woo-hoo. early. I didn't want to make it hot. I was like, oh. I see what's going on. I see what's going on, my boy. So his 21st birthday, right? And so... He booked me for his 22nd birthday at the club. He he's a fan of mine as a rapper. Follow me to this day. He 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 I come perform, you know, I kill the shows, good show. We talking after we in the VIP offer me drinks. Now I don't drink. He's like, Oh, you don't drink, you're a rapper, you don't drink. I'm like, all rappers don't drink. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he was talking and he was asking me questions, and he was like, Yeah, man, you know, it's just crazy to hear these stories. Now I don't know how you guys create these stories out of nowhere. And I'm like, create these stories out of nowhere. <laughs> He was like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, this is real. He like, people really live like this. He did not believe people really lived like this. You know what I'm saying? And so I brought him to where I'm from. I took him to Watts. You know, he was like, he trusted me enough. And I brought him to Watts. 
I brought him to 117th. I took him to the Imperial Court. He was so astonished that it was a reality. He brought his parents back. Like he became obsessed to me to some degree to where he was troubled that people lived like this. Remember the only experience people got into this thing we call hip hop or the hood or the upside down feel me, was on the news and they wouldn't broadcast a lot of it. So you don't know it exists and it's right there. You know what I mean? We talking about 15, 20 minutes away, but it's a world away. So it's just a tough out. You know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's hard for the general population. But but like I tell every up and coming hip hop artist, your job is to take people into that lion's cage of where we you know came from and how we talk there, you know, how we live, what's going on, because that's where people don't have access to. They have access to everything else. They can go everywhere else, but you know, like Miles being from BK, Glass being from Y still being from the poorest parts of Cleveland, it's like we lions. I mean, it's like you go to a zoo. It's like you go to a zoo to see a lion. Ninety nine point nine percent of the population has never seen a real lion. Mm, mm. Let alone yeah. in a room with a lion. So you know lions exist, right? But then I was telling still this: ninety nine point ninety some nine 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 percent of the population never met a gang member. Bingo! Not a real one. Never. Yeah. So their full experience. The greatest part is Doughboy or you know Rocket from Cutter. So that's our job is to bring people the culture, you know, the the life, you know. And it's not just about participating in crime, but even like a group like Day I Soul that you know they literally was still just as influenced without being participants in crime. They was just observers. But trust me, even as an observer, it affects your life. You start to see things differently, and you have this view of the world. So it's hard. I agree. You're right. People ask me like, gee, you know, oh, man, you know, they want to talk to me about what's conducive for the community. You know what's not? Poverty, oppression. Those are the things for sure. That's like hip hop is not influencing people. Don't get me wrong. There are some jackasses that are influenced by hip hop to commit crimes. It is always some retarded, ridiculous people. But if you it's look probably at like that white dude from Palace Verdes who got yeah, caught up like, running I with six souls or whatever. That. That, that's <laughs> like Jeffrey Dahmer. I can't speak for people that heard a rap record and got their first gun because they heard a rap record. You fucking crazy. You know, I I don't have no words for you in life. You know, if you're that messed up, but the reason I don't overstate that that's a reality, Pete, is because middle class communities haven't started gangbanging yet. Yeah, yeah. These white communities that are the greatest consumers of hip hop are not gangbanging yet. They're not they're not throwing their life away because they have value for their life. Like the, the ghetto music ain't influencing the ghetto. The ghetto is influencing the music. That's how it works. So that's why I, it's a hard question to answer. Even when I compare it on a mass scale, the belief is that the mass scale is like, oh, you know, they have a purpose to fight and they're going to have an end goal. Man, Russia and Ukraine don't got no end goal. Russia tripping, Ukraine, Ukraine standing enough for themselves. We would like to believe those countries have an end goal. I think the other countries that are back in the Ukraine do not. I don't even think those countries. I think they just squabbling. I think if I somebody punches on you, if somebody punches on you, somebody punches on you, fight back. I think Ukraine's end goal is to survive. That's it. To Ukraine wants Russia out. Russia wants Ukraine. That's <laughs> 
I don't think Ukraine, but I Ukraine was the US wants contracts. <laughs> Ukraine ain't kicked this shit off. Russia did. Russia had the end goal. Russia wants yeah. Ukraine. Ukraine was just chilling. They were like, all right, well, if you know, if if we under Putin, whatever, like when we, we got a squabble. Yeah, we got a squabble. Niggas bought this money. They they were definitely like, yo, listen, we'll take the oppression, leave us alone. Putin was like, nah, we're not just oppressing you. We want to mush you too. And that's what they were all yeah, y'all not y'all not just gonna mush us. Yeah, it's not gonna happen like that. Let's go and get the squabble yeah. off. If we if we got a squabble for it, you feel me? It's gonna come like that. And they put up a squabble. And America wouldn't do that. America wouldn't do that. If they was if that was fighting on this side, America wouldn't do that. That that's that shows you just the the disconnect that American society has to freedom, right? Like if niggas really attacked us, Americans would look to the military first. When Ukraine got attacked, Bakers was like, where's the guns, my boy? Boxers. They were like, all right, what's up? Like, I'm a farmer. What's up? Where's the, how we fighting back? You look at those mass, you look at those mass graves they have. Them them soldiers was not trained soldiers. They was people who said, we're going to fight for our country. So all this shit talking that America do, oh, he took a knee for the flag, patriotism. If it came down to it, these niggas would not pop. Well, I'm gonna tell you this: um, I think there's a certain segment of white America that will fight, and they're getting prepared for that moment right now. That's a small I think they thing. say they fight. I think yeah. I think they say they fight. I, I think those. I think they say they fight, and they might let, let off a couple shots. But I think the mass majority is going blank. They're gonna find a president to blame, and they're gonna tuck and hide until it's over. Oh, well, without see, a doubt. Did you without see Biden? Doubt. Biden said. You know, if if China attacked Taiwan, yeah, we would yeah, go fight. Defend. Yeah, we would go. We would go suit up for Taiwan to squabble. That's not true. Biden's Biden paid for by China anyway. He's just saying that shit because there's an, a vote happening in November. I I genuinely, I don't know. I, I think cancel culture in general has made everybody allergic to the squabble. Thousand percent. G, you know how you always compare. Um, these foreign um difficult these difficulties that these foreign nations have sometimes to gang banging would you say that um russia and the ukraine would be the um ivcs the imperial courts in the middle of inglewood you muted yourself bro i hear you go ahead yeah go ahead so would you t- would you say that the russia ukraine conflict is like the comparable gang banging um scenario would be the Imperial Court and Gardens in the middle of Inglewood. Uh, I mean, I would have to think a lot more before I start really making those comps. You feel me? But on a, on a small scale, it's the same type of situation. Gang banging is the same situation on a world scale. Don't get me wrong. Like, I agree with Pete. United States of America is a very Mickey country. Like, it's very manipulative. You would be thinking this is what it's about, but in the back of their mind, they got a whole nother plan about what's about to happen. And America I'll tell you, is one of those countries, you know, China is one of those. There's a few countries that are very, any any peacetime country with power is going to be that way. Yeah, they, oh, go, they for sure. Out three or four. And our news is suppressed too. The actual news is suppressed. We don't see the yeah. actual news. I realized for that sure. when I started traveling to Europe because I used to always it changed my mindset when I really started going around the world. Because I would be able to see America from the outside looking in, and I would be like, damn, we look like the terrorists. Yeah, hell yeah. We look like a terrorist country. 
Yeah. When you hear about, oh, the U.S. just occupied this place, but they just did this and that, that's the stuff that they don't show us over here. But that's like you, y'all my homies, and I'm telling y'all what happened to me. And then I'm telling y'all the story from my perspective. Y'all my homies. Feel me? Y'all my peoples. I'm telling you the story. I might have not told you I slapped a nigga first, and now that's why we squabbling and he want to kill me because I just slapped him in front of his girl. So I'm telling you the story that I want you to know because I want y'all to have my side as my homie. So well, I, I don't yeah. get offended with that style of media. Like a lot of people, that's what people do in general. You know, But America is the bully, though, Jeep, because America is the only country that has a, a base on every city of the globe down there. I think it's only I, I think that's a little more convoluted. I agree with you, the initial point, but the having the base in different countries, it's almost like a lot of those countries ask for it. Right? So mm -hmm. like imagine like imagine growing up in some shit that we don't know. It's like grown people business. You know what I mean? Like where mm -hmm. our our parents would just tell us some shit like it's just the way it is. But then when we become fully formed adults, we like that really don't make no sense. But we don't know that our grandparents asked for these people to be here. And now we saying, all right, they've been here so long. They're yeah. not really helping. They're actually hurting us. Why y'all hit? You get what I'm saying? So yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, a, it's a little different. It's, and the, that's sin, it's the sins of your grandparents. Well, just think about this, Just think about this. A lot of those nations asked for us to be there. Now, because, you know, us being there, and we know that, you know, power is corrupt. All, all power is corrupt. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you there for a while to help. Then you realize, well... I can actually make some money for myself off of this. I can actually yeah. make some money off of this. So, yeah, we came into a lot of these countries on good terms. We came into a lot of these countries with good intentions on, on good terms. And then somewhere down the line, it became corrupt. Someone said, oh, let's lobby for this. Oh, we already over there. We can make money off of this uh, natural fuel. And we can make money off of this natural resource. And now it's like. And I don't, and I don't even know if that's. And I don't even know if that's corrupt, Mouse. You know what I mean? I don't know if. if yeah. If that that is really corrupt. Corrupt. Well, it's corrupt. Well, the other country. Yeah, when you when you use good to benefit self, that's corrupt. If by doing good, it just so happens that you are benefited, that's different. But if you're using the reason you came here, you're supposed to do this. But you're like, nah, fuck that. I'm here. Now I'm going to do this thing over here that only benefits me. That's corrupt. That is the true definition of but corruption. but that's the that's point. the only way it ever started. It's yeah, it's by exactly and large, right. it, but but it's like pasteurizing milk. Okay. Like when Louis Pasteur first came up with the concept, right? It was for beer. Like he was like, okay. you know what? I'm tired of if I don't drink this beer instantly, it's gonna go bad. It's gonna make people sick. So what I need to do is I'm a, I figured out this way to heat it up, right? And I, it'll last me at least a day. You know what I mean? Mm. And this became. One of the greatest two days. This became one of the greatest inventions in mankind, right? And you know, it applied it to milk and everything. And somebody asked, right? That that simple idea, right, was perfect because it got things to last a day or two, three. You know, people got more value out of whatever they paid for. Somebody asked, realized if I ultra pasteurize it, if I strip it of all of its nutritious content, it would last a month. Right. But then the conversation also becomes we can ship it around the world. People around the world can have milk and we can ship it from one country. The real question is, at that point, with all the nutritious properties pretty much stripped and gone, is it milk still? And mm -hmm. that's the point of cutting any product, drugs, anything. So it's always on which side of the field you at, if that makes sense. You know, what I mean, and that's the same for war and, you know, all these ideas like you're right. Like they asked for America to be there. They felt America brought value. 
maybe they were scared of a squabble with some with another country. It's like, well, if America here, they ain't gonna want to squabble with us with America here. So they use it. So they was using America in the first place. And America, like, okay, we've been here for years. Is there any value for being here? So I, I think America does, you know, America's some shit. It's some bullshit, but it does get a lot worse rep from its past sins as well. See, but just from the whole standpoint, America is some bullshit kind of dog, but I wouldn't want to live anywhere else in the world. But, think no about the, but just think about the whole premise of taxation, dog. Of taxes and everything like that. Just, just, just think about that alone. Because prior to World War One, correct me if I'm wrong, Pete, because I know income you're well versed and stuff like this. Taxes. Yeah, prior to World War One, there wasn't no income taxes, dog. Oh, Pete, was, Pete, Pete, don't get Pete started. That's the one person we don't want to get. I think that's the most legal taxes. thing in the world because I'm sitting Pete up here. Off. But gee, listen, I'm sitting up here looking and I'm like. I owe a hundred thousand dollars over a hundred thousand dollars in taxes, dog. And I'm looking at it, and you go on these payment plans. You're like, man, I'll never pay for this. This is going to stretch over unless I just pay it off, dog. This is going to probably extend to my family after I'm gone, dog. It it's gangsterism. <laughs> it's gangsterism. No, yeah, if you if you owe taxes, dog, and you die. Yes, you are. Your spouse is responsible for the motherfucker. She your divorce your spouse. Your yeah. spouse. But not your kids. Your kids not. Your kids don't own the money. But if you try to give them anything, they'll they only get the delta. Mm-hmm. I mean, Amer- America is definitely milking over milking the cow. But I mean, I'm not gonna lie. To you. I mean, it it, it depends yeah, on where you're talking about. Yeah, like I'm not gonna lie to you. The initial introduction of taxation makes so much sense. I yes, literally, we all, wow, we I came to my homies. I, I, let me, I don't mean to cut you off, but let me. Oh, you I came to my homies from my gang, mm-hmm. right? And I said, hey, man, we should all start paying like a tax, like a due. You know, mm-hmm. that way the homies, like my, my big homie Schmurf, that's locked up, all my mm-hmm. big homies in good standings, the guys who want to do something with their life, we should have a fund to be able to help people do positive things. Or, or even the homies that threw their life away, like no different than a soldier, you know, like, okay, you in prison, at least you can get, you should be able to spread every week. Damn, right. you can't spread every week. You know what I mean? Right. You, you in prison for life because you wanted to hold down the statue and make people realize that they couldn't contend with 117th Street. It was going to come with consequences and the police captured you. For sure, you should be able to spread every week. For at sure, least. you should have a phone if it's available. You should be able to make your calls. I'm not saying you should be Donald Trump up in there living this luxurious life. I'm saying <laughs> the simple over necessities because you're in good standing makes sense. And that's something when I brought that shit up, you would have thought I told these niggas I'm finna DP and put y'all all off, and this is just gonna be me. That would have been made you like that other rapper who who unencrypted himself because nobody else was up to his standard. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Shout <laughs> out to oh, oh, We're not going to start that again, though. Yeah, it's gangsterism, no matter how you slice it, bro. If I own a house, let's say, and this is facts, let's say I go to England and I see a brownstone I like, because they got brownstones out there, right? Sure. I go to London, I see a brownstone I, I like, I purchase it, and I Airbnb it out out there, and I'm doing well with it. You know the U.S. expects me to pay taxes on that money that I'm getting from over there that don't have nothing to do with them over here? But the tax that you'd pay over there is deductible from that, so you really wouldn't pay any. People just That's don't cool. know that. Uh, a lot of people. I, I'm just finding that out. Yeah. Maybe I need a new tax person. But, man, you know, just, just looking at it because ask Fat Joe's ass. They put Fat Joe's ass in jail behind his taxes, dog. Hey, play. Yeah, but he was, he was wild. A, a lot of the artists be wilding or... 
they be wilding on two different sets. So either you wilding and you just living life and you're not paying taxes, or you wilding because you just trusting somebody else because you paying them, you trusting them to take care of your money as if they don't have a vested interest in this shit too. You know what I mean? So either way, you wilding, right? Like for you to like Fat Joe, uh, Ja Rule, Wesley Snipe, like these are all guys that were paying their accountant to do this. And the accountant just wasn't doing it. But at no point did you ever think to look and say, y'all wonder what's going on over here. Well, you know what? It's a lift of agnesia, Mouse. I think sometimes as as human beings, we compartmentalize certain things because we don't want to deal with it and we eventually forget about it. Yeah. And I think, you know what it's similar to? Like, you know how, like, like you could say, especially in that line of work where you have a lot of deductible stuff, you've got representation, you've got all kinds of expenses and whatever else you can write off a lot. You get people who I think will account shop for the best news the same way. Like if somebody has like a back injury, they'll go to five doctors and the doctor that tells them the rosiest news is the doctor that they go to. You might not be the best doctor and you might not get the best accountant. You just get the one that provides you what you like to hear the most. And that's how you wind up with a $100,000 tax debt because the woman I had been using for years, I just swore up it down because she was telling Mr. Steele, we're going to do this. And I was like, yeah, we're going to stick it to the system. But then I get this letter in the mail one day, there's all these little things on there. You didn't report this and that. I got low-key scared, though. Because the yeah. way they knocked on my door, it's not like they sent me a certified letter. A motherfucker knocked on my door and I said, hey, how you doing, man? Here you go. Sign this right here. And I'm like, well, what is this? It was like I got bum rush kind of. And it's oh, like it's I said, wild. damn, they made me sign for this, man. So it's like, is these motherfuckers going to come and snatch me up one day if I don't pay that bill? Just squabble them. No, I'm not squabbling nobody, bro. I'm picking them payments. No, no, just, listen, just, listen. Here, just turn into the tax Jeffrey Dahmer or something like that. Or, or the other guy who had all those bodies in the backyard. Anytime a tax guy comes in, they just disappear. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating. And a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. 
I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. I'm Abby, a mother of two, and I had these battles myself. Endless excuses, delay tactics, and many tears and tantrums. But I've created a solution. The perfect kids podcast that makes bedtime a dream. It's called Koala Moon, and it's hosted by me, Abby. With over 300 episodes, packed with original stories and sleep meditations, Koala Moon makes bedtimes easy and enjoyable. Episodes start out engaging and really rather magical, but as they progress, they gently slow to a calm and relaxing pace to have your little ones out like a light. Since launching in 2022, Koala Moon has helped with over 20 million nights sleep and received over 6,000 five-star reviews. Win back your evenings. Listen to Koala Moon now on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, ready to discover a new educational and interactive podcast for kids? Join Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids, where episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We learned how to recycle at the beach. That was great fun. Cowie, what do you say? It was. And that time when we did the science experiment and Billy made raisins dance. so cool, Billy. He did. <laughs> Not to mention when a certain Elliot took up swimming classes with Lisa. That was me. <laughs> Bet you can't catch me. I'm going to get you. All this fun and more in our Stories for Kids. Lingo Kids Stories for Kids is now available on StoryButton, the kid-friendly device for screenless podcast listening. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is an NAACP and Webby Award-winning podcast dedicated to all things mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. Here... We have the conversations that help Black women decipher how their past inform who they are today and use that information to decide who they want to be moving forward. We chat about things like how to establish routines that center self-care, what burnout looks and feels like, and defining what aspects of our lives are making us happy and what parts are holding us back. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia. And I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Can I ask you a question, dog? (laughs) And for those out there that can't see this, this is hilarious. Peter, you got a girl just walking around in the background like it ain't nothing to do. You just such a dog. That's not happening. That's that. That's all in your mind. I got. Don't tell me that. I got a ceiling fan, and there's a shadow that keeps going by. 
Yeah. That's so swear because it looked like she in a bathing suit or something. It's a, it's, 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 it's a ceiling fan shadow keeps going like this. Every time I mean, she walked by, I said Peter Floss known us. I, 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 <laughs> Have I ever done that before? No, I, I just think at I think at a micro level and a macro level, it's the same thing. The squabble is the same thing. I mean, it just don't feel like it all the time. It's but you know what? Disregard what these people fight for, but it's it's easy to understand what these people fight. Not for. to cut you off, G. I think it's human nature to have conflict, though. I think even if the world was perfect, if everything was perfect, let's say we just lived in this utopia where everything was perfect, G. To where it was almost overly perfect. Everybody, even the unemployed, was getting ten thousand dollars a month. It would be almost too perfect, dude. Somebody would still find a way to have conflict about something, especially us. We would still find a way to be upset. You mean human? I, yeah, human beings. Well, I mean, I just, I just think, I just think. Listen, before we start getting into the whole root of conflict, you know, this same shit happens in the jungle. Sometimes it's just on. Well, that's what I'm saying, G. Sometimes you have conflict, G. I love you, man. I love you, my brother, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I will yeah. kill for you. We have arguments all the time, though. All the time. All I literally hear that all the time. Like, and, and that's what I'm saying. So <sighs> I I just want to say the same thing. Uh yes. Why uh Loke is my brother, and we from two different sides or two different sides of the country, but that's my dog, that's my brother. But we argue all every time, time I pick up the phone. All time. There's all never time. been a time yeah. I pick up the phone and we're not arguing. But that, but that's because, but I, I'm gonna tell you, that's like, glasses. My, my, it's, it's not glasses. Just glasses. You know what it is, man. Lowest common denominator. I mean, it's, it's that's the shortest common denominator. The locust common denominator. But you know what? That's because most people, most people say what they say and don't say it to the person. They say it to somebody else. Glasses is gonna call you. So like. Me and Mouse had a conversation about Lil Nas X, right? And it was a conversation, right? Mouse is tied into his campaign. So when some of his not not like that, not like tied into his campaign, but like (laughs) you know his people, you know what I mean? His campaign. His campaign manager. I I I treat everything like it's an election. Everybody getting voted on. So he's tied into somebody, he's tied into his campaign. He knows people in his campaign. Yeah. Right. So somebody called me that for one of my partners from Georgia. And he was like, yeah, man, G, why you on his head like that? And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And he was just going off. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, he just swore it was because like he was gay. And I'm like, bro, that's just lame. Like if you talk to me, you know, that's way too unintelligent for me to care if you gay. I'm not even giving you no, I don't buy marketing strategies. Yes. Like you genuinely have to really have good product. Like the marketing, like, Lotto is a perfect example. This is a fantastic talent. One of the best. She actually has the opportunity to be the greatest female MC ever. Right. But I understand why they decided to sell sex as the marketing strategy to get her in the door. Oh, no, watch your tongue. Who you say could be the best female MC ever? Yeah, she can. Uh, she's no, that right. What he good. said is right. What he said isn't blasphemous. He said yeah, she she's has, really tough, dog. She has the opportunity and talent to become. Now, if she becomes that, that's, that's a whole nother story. Now, what's the but, girl's name? I'm not disputing you guys. I just want to know her name. Lotto. Lotto. L A T T O. She, she tough. Still, she tough. This motherfucker tough. I got to research her. I got to. I got to get up on her. She the best. And when she first came into business, right, she was squabbling with trying to sell the streets. 
You know what I mean? She was trying to sell the streets. And she had, she had records queen of the South and all this stuff. But again, them same type of squabbles trying to get in the business with different marketing strategies make it tough. So she made changes to herself and started selling, you know, sex. That's the easiest thing. Now, that don't mean all her records is about sex. It just means it's that. Is that the the female rapper cheat code, like what we were talking about in the last episode? Yes. I don't know if it's the cheat code, though. I don't know if it's the cheat code. The same way we talk about, we just got done talking about drill. We just got talking about, you know, look at Lope. Lope. Been able I don't know, baby music. girl, not to cut you off, Miles. She's no. from Columbus. I don't know where yeah. she is. I thought she was from Yeah, she's she from Ohio. She has the potential to be the one. Oh, dog, she is tough. I know y'all like talking. Leo, I saw man. her on the show. I saw her on the show a long time ago, dog. Yeah, she was on Jermaine Dupree's show. Yeah, yeah, she was tough, dog. She was yeah. tough. Yeah, she but, was bred to be what she is. But go ahead, go ahead, Miles. Yeah. So, so when it, I don't know if it's a Chico, I think it's a little lazy when we if we say like selling sex or whatever that case is. A woman talking about her sexual liberation or sexual agency is a cheat code because we talk about our sexual agency all day and rap on Well, not me. I don't rap. But but, like, but it doesn't make anybody any money. That that's not true. Uh, how many? Not I like that. got hoes. I got hoes in different areas. I, I understand. I understand. I understand. Seven selling song. It's different though. Like, Baby all- got back. Like you're not gonna name me. No, we don't only consume. If we only consumed shoot 'em up, kill 'em raps, it wouldn't that's be, what would be in the marketplace. There'd be no marketplace. We, no, no. But, but when he's saying, if, it, how, when he's saying if, is, you somebody to dance, so that way you get. What, I would what, say what, that like stunning a bunch of like money and jewelry and wealth exactly. and stuff like that is more well, the cheat code for male well, rappers. Hip hop is our cheat code, right? For, that's what I'm saying. So I don't, but I don't think it's our cheat code. I think you're talking about a, like. You're talking about a specific life, either one that you lived as a drug dealer, one that you aspire to live as a rapper. That's I don't think as a cheat code. I think that who can no, talk no, about not not, not 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 so much the conversation, like because I don't think Lotto, most of Lotto songs is about fucking. No, I no. think what we're saying is most the visual the one on that debut album. Most of shit is about how girl pussy. Yeah, yeah, but nobody bought that. I don't think nobody really. Lotto fucking like Lotto. I imagine Lotto to not be. Like an amateur in bed. With all due respect to the little sister, like <laughs> she would not be the person. I, you know what I mean? I would. If I that was very I, softly and tastefully yeah, stated. That might have been the best way. That might have been the best. Yeah, you like Lotto because I don't think you would have. You wouldn't have had that much care and articulation about anybody else. No, I'm. I'm just no because this is honest. Like I'm just being honest. So even when I'm blunt, it's it's still in that same space. Like if like Lotto would not be the. If I was like, man, I want to get with a girl that. Is gonna fuck the dog shit out of me in bed, and she's an entertainer. Lotto would not be the person I would think of. Lotto mm-hmm. does not scream like, you know, I'm finna put it on you, and it's gonna be over for you. You know, if I had to think of a person like that in the business, Rihanna. That she, Rihanna looked like she will fuck your lights out. I mean, she looked like she ain't fucking around. <laughs> you know, just so. But I, I know what Pete's saying. It's like the cheat code, right? The cheat code for us is wealth. Not rapping about. You know, not rapping about like like whole, you know, rapping about, you know, having success as a D-boy, blah, 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 or where you want to be successful, overselling it like so it looks the part. Like visually, not lyrically. Yes. So same with sex. Not women. Like, I love WAP. WAP is probably, this is going to sound crazy, but I tell people WAP is in my top five greatest hip-hop female songs. It's very deservingly so, too. Yeah, the liberation is fire. Whatever you, you know, yeah. the talk is different. But when you start overselling it how you see it, 
Like it's people like I I know this girls like little Chloe Beatty. I'm like, you just you like it ain't there yet. Just your face, keep it. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, just so embracing, easy. She's embracing it. I think a lot of this shit is based on the your point of entry, right? Like Chloe and Haley's entry point was Beyonce's babies. So if it's not going to be like a 30 plus year maturation of embracing your sexual sexuality like what it was with Beyonce, then they're going to fight back against it. You know what I mean? I, I, I love to see Chloe doing that. I, I look at her like a little baby, but I love to see that she's created a space for herself where, hey, listen, today I'm going to be, I'm being, I'm be shaking my ass, I'm being a thong, and tomorrow I'm going to be singing with the greatest technicality in a in a goddamn uh, uh, overcoat and, and turtleneck. You know what I mean? Like we just gotta make trying to trying to put trying to put uh, limitations on when and where somebody can when when and where a black woman, no matter their age, can embrace their sexuality. I think we always gonna find ourselves in the same argument time and time. I don't think it, I don't think it's about. I think it costs you. I think there's a, and that's why I call it cheating, right? It's it's cheating because literally it's a cheap way to get attention, right? But I think it costs you on the long run. And I do agree with Pete there. Like, it's the easy way, right? But the long way is more of a paved way. Does that make sense? Like, it's like it's there permanently. Like, sex is cheap. See, I don't, I don't even know if it's that deep, bro. I just think that people do with their predecessors. With I think people look at people like, let's take, let's take Nicki Minaj, for example. Dope MC. But... She even had to go get the butt done and, and do all what she had to do to become who she is. She didn't have to. It's just easy. I think it definitely made it easier for her to do what she's doing, bro. Yeah, what you I, say, that's, Sophie? That's all. Yeah, that's all we're saying. I mean, she didn't. I mean, she could have done it either way. It's, it, it's paying. It's paying for the fast track pass to not sit in traffic. Yeah, she thinking about it. She it is like soon as you do it, it's like I was watching um. I've been talking about her too. This is funny, but little orphan Annie, um, thick ass little orphan Annie, Mouse, you know what I'm talking about? Munch. Say it again. Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Ice Spice. Yeah, Shorty from the Bronx. Thick ass little orphan Annie. Um, but she was performing, right? She was getting off, right? She was rapping, and you could tell she was timid. You could tell it was she was still new to it, as fresh to it. You know what I'm saying? And she turned around and started twerking. Like throwing that thing around, the whole crowd lost it. So I, I agree, it is cheap, and it is cheap. It is cheap, right? But it worked. That's like us, like right as a rapper, like the easiest thing for a male rapper that comes from our community to do if you want people to really give you a shot, right? The go-to is wealth. A lot of people will say violence. It's not. If you able to posture on your Instagram with, with racks of money, you know, with Ferraris and Bentleys, with if you if you able to posture with Rolex, big chains, and all that, you immediately gonna gain our attention because the the basis of our situation is poor. You know, we just poor, so we looking for somebody to lead us into success. That's that's just a natural thing. It, fuck rap. You could just be in the hood. Feel me? And if somebody gets some money, like look, I want I want to I want to help you. You're gonna follow that person because you want to feed your kids and be down too. Bro, bro, I think it's the same. I'm, I'm sorry, Miles. Go ahead. I think it's the same dichotomy, man. Sort of that creates a Takashi six nine, though. Though. Nah, no, no. Nah, 
reason I say that, the reason I, and that's really why I was gonna push back. Uh, I mean, I was agreeing with what uh, what Glass said. Um, it's always the wealth or the aspiration of wealth that gets them. Yeah. If you look, if you look at it from Fifty Cent to DMX, well, from DMX to Fifty Cent to Takashi Six Nine and whoever else was in the middle, maybe a Rick Ross. Nah, maybe not. I don't know. I I, I don't know who the most like gangster guy from the south was i apologize um but like if you look at the entire you know birth of gangster rap uh, uh on the west coast it every time it happens it's like it just happened so yeah. that's so like violence scares people so when the violent guy breaks through you're like oh well this like, the gorilla out the cage now the lion out the cage that glass it, spoke about earlier exactly now he's yeah. running the streets so, but so when even, they then, even then with 50 Cent, it's painted like, right? Shout out to Cuz. It's painted like he's just this violent gangster. But that's not why America really got behind him or Tupac when Tupac came home for prison. Really, we related to them being the victims. Well, and I we think, was like I think 50, we I think yes, with Tupac. I think with 50, it was the villain becoming the book. It was the it was the victim becoming the villain. That we liked about Fifty Cent. What if he rose above it and, and and dealt with his challenges or who we thought was people think, you know, Preem shot got Fifty shot. That's just yeah. the natural. But the yeah. reality is, I heard that's not even close to the truth. But it's irrelevant. What's but that's the that's now, the Preem, story that's now, out Preem, there. Now Preem, Preem got a shot. They, okay, like, but I'm saying so him riding up to who we looked at. As his bully, as this larger than life stature out of out of Southside Queens, Philly is a big deal. Like we saw David versus Goliath, it just felt like we just looked at the toughest. No, we was looking at him like, damn, he's standing up to the guys. Tupac is standing up. You know, he painted his bullies as you know him getting shot. So he made Biggie and Puff, even though he would say in clear words, Biggie and Puff had nothing to do with me getting shot. People still didn't hear that. What words he said that? I, I don't think he ever words. said that, G. I don't he know said if he that ever said that. Time. He, he said in the vibe interview, he said, if I thought Biggie got me shot, you think this is what I was doing? In the same where he said Biggie and Puff got me shot? They set me no, up. No, no, not, not the one we was in jail. I'm talking about the one, the, one of the last ones I sent it to you. He has he made it over and that. over multiple times that them niggas didn't have nothing to do with me getting shot. He said it. But people don't dangerous. care. See how dangerous the man is? That's how many see how dangerous he is? That's, no, that's but, but I think what it is is on a different level. No, we find ourselves rooting for underdogs. So if you could oh. paint yourself as the underdog, right? Where when Pac came home, he painted himself as the underdog. He gave you, like before he had Biggie and Puff, remember it was uh, 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 Maxine Waters and C. Dolores Tucker. Like he yeah. knew how to make, when he told a story, like he always gave you you know, uh, he always gave you a, a, a somebody that was against him. The world on this album before, you know, the album before he passed away. It was the world. the world. He always made, he knew how to make, like he could always tell the story of triumph. You know what I mean? Like he was being, you know, in a situation, in that squabble, in that conflict. And then See, one thing that you got to remember with Tupac, it's almost like his his. Life is like a movie. You see the story of his legend being created. You know, he was in Atlanta. He shot an off-duty police officer in the ass that was fucking with another brother. That's when it kind of started to me, for me, you know, seeing him just do the things 
Tupac would do things that Black America kind of cheer for. Like, okay, but, but, he's but, he's but from he Atlanta. He don't shot an off-duty um, police officer in the ass. He's done this. He's spitting at cameras and shit. He was just such a polarizing figure, dog, that you couldn't help but get he couldn't help but garner attention. But that's what I'm saying. But same but, thing with Snoop. People forget that's act of his time. For sure. But no, no, wait a minute. Of his time, I don't know. But yeah, he was, he was great. Look, I'm saying no, I say that. I, I'm saying that nigga is that nigga ain't nobody else been able to Denzel stop being Alonzo when cameras called cuts. Tupac never stopped being Bishop. He stayed in character. Yep, 100 percent And I'm gonna tell you, Chief. I don't know. I don't Mouse, know. Mouse, Mouse, I'm gonna tell you something. I'm listening. I don't know. Mouse, Mouse is 100 percent right, G. Me and Big Psych were like me and you are. Sure. He told me, man, he told me that one day he said Pac got stuck in the Bishop character. But I think he also dealt with things that made him be stuck there. Well, did you see that vi that um interview video I sent you about him? Yeah, that was crazy. And, and I, you know what's funny? I feel so bad for uh the Hughes brother, man, because people tell that story and you see like people who call themselves pop fanatics cheering it on. Like, bro, it's not like that was another situation where he got packed out by Pac in 40 Crips, you know, rolling 40 Crips. Like this is this is kind of that was messed up. It was Bob's own boys. He made all of them through Bob. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He he jumped on that director with all them rolling 40 Crips. That was crazy. But that's what Psych told me. Me and Big Psych was on a whole plane ride going to Dubai. We was on a plane for 18 hours together, bro. And he talked to me and told me stuff about I wish to this day I would have had a, a, a Zoom or something, man, to record that conversation because it was just so in-depth, man. Pac literally latched on to every gangster he's ever met. He latched on to Bob, right? Bob latched on to, Shout to out Bob to you, Bobcat. And if he could have claimed 40 Crip, if Bob would have put him on 40 Crip, he'd have did it. Um, I think Tupac was always looking for a family, though. <laughs> I'm being real with you. I believe you. I'm not. I'm laughing because I mean, gang banging, I, gang banging is super enticing. Yeah, because if he could, if Bob would have told him, "I'm putting you on, quoting you on 40 Crip," he'd have been excited. Like, yeah, let's go do it. And he would have rolled for him. When he got around Big Psych, he started claiming IVC. When he got around the other cats, he started claiming. He started claiming this. Then when he got to death row, it was just natural. He went and got mob tattooed on him. Tupac has been a Crip. He's been a blood. Oh, he's God. probably been a. Oh. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure if we found the right Mexican, we could find out he don't claim essays. I'm telling you, dog. Tupac was the. Gee, that's why people get mad. Nobody ever wants Clark Kent to have a pimple, dog. What is happening right now? Still, it's the truth. Do you know the truth? It's the truth, dog. That nigga don't claim every gang in L.A. He could. Oh. When, he was with, when he was with Bob, he wanted to be a forty crip. When he was with when he was with Psych, he was from IVC. When he was from this dog, I, I, I'm just being real, bro. I love Tupac. That don't make me stop loving him. But he was the guy that wanted to be a part of it. He was caught up in the allure of gang banging, dog. Gee, I'm gonna tell you, dog. I don't gang think that's unfair. Gee, What's gang banging is very. No, I said I don't think it's unfair. Oh, oh, oh! How about that? Oh, yeah. And I know I'm gonna get a bunch of backlash. Y'all stay young, cause I block motherfuckers so oh, that y'all come to my face. Can we blur Wait. my face out? Because I don't want to be located in the same cube as uh, that guy. And, and let, let me get this. I <laughs> own every Tupac the album over there. I own yeah. every physical Tupac album. I love Tupac, but it's the truth. But what happened with Tupac is no different than what happens to every other guy 
that gets around gang bang. How many times have you seen people that don't have nothing to do with gang banging? They get around it, they in the cars, they see the girls, they see the low riders and stuff like that. Then they want to be a part of it. They want to be a part of the danger, bro. <laughs> I'm not in it. You're not lying. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Just, I'm just not. That's, that's the, the first conversation. That's the first conversation that we I'm ever had. The class is acting real political. because 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 I made an art piece that tells the cultural morality of gangs. Oh, and I'm telling the truth now. I'm not. I didn't saying say. I didn't not. say two punches a second. Everything I didn't I say do, nothing. But I'm not saying that. I'm just saying if I go put prayer hands under like a Tupac picture, like, oh, you made, fuck, you don't like two like every time. So I'm not going to say shit about that. Not, not, no. not the people got, the people got glasses. Quiet. No. Oh, man. No, it's no, no. I, I, I just, because if I give my opinion on that, I, well, I don't know Tupac, so I can't really kind of talk Gee, about the person. I would group. tell you a true story, though. Like, still, still is that they age group, so he know. I would tell you this, bro. I forget the name of the club that used to be by LAX. It was a club right outside of LAX. Everybody used to come in there. What was it, like Goody Club Mob. Century or somebody used to talk yeah, about that shit? Yeah, the Century Club. When, when, okay. when, when Goody Mob first started popping, they was there. When Biggie, I met every rapper in the universe almost in that club, dog. Messing with Bobcat, right? That was his hangout spot. I saw a dude approach Tupac act crazy like you did in that movie, cuz ah, boop, 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 and Pop was just kind of looking at him, not like he had fear in his eyes, but almost in awe like he was intrigued, like, oh, I'm actually being attacked, accosted by a gangbanger right now. You have to remember, <laughs> Pop was an expert actor, dog, and I think he took that role, dog, and he rolled with it, dog, until it just became too late and he put his hands on the wrong motherfucker and he was out of here. I'm I'm getting accosted well, that was by an actual gangbanger. It's crazy! <laughs> Listen, listen, I tell people all the time, I will never ever be able to even fully embrace the thought of Tupac because everything around him is in such chaos and turmoil. Like no one's ever been able to be honest about Tupac, right? We call I don't know why the fuck not. I and me neither, but he's a man just like me. We are we call civilians, we call civilians tax paying civilians. We have the nerve to call them snitches for doing what the fuck they're supposed to do. I don't do. like that. I tell people all the time. But yeah. nobody ever, refer, but everybody gets mad when I call Tupac a rat. Free tax stone. When me and tax started saying Tupac was a rat, we was bad guys. We was Who did he tell them? Biggie and Puff. Yeah, Biggie and Puff didn't do nothing to him. He didn't do that. Sure, we know that. But what is it called? When somebody who says they're a gangster, he did like the guy from Boston. Said, he did like Whitey Bulger, where he just threw a, a, a an investigation on another no, guy. It's still that's, that's still snitching. This. That's not glasses. No, because they're not going to get in cars with the They didn't do that. We, no, 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 no. It, it, I would go to mention Tupac is is if if we start looking at the beginnings of New York City's hip hop police, I think it begins with Tupac. Blaming Puff and Biggie for him being shot. <sighs> Tupac got killed because he was on some fake gang banging shit, though. Oh man, he was on some real gang banging. This, this is going oh, to no. be a severe episode. I don't think he understands the repercussions, though. G, me and you understand the repercussions. 
He was on because the because oh, had no, it been me, listen, had I been talking. in the hotel with him, bro, I would have tackled his ass as soon as Tupac, I saw him running over there. I tackled his ass, but like you don't get involved in this. Tupac understood the represent. He understood the repercussions for that squad. We just chose to do what he's going to do anyway. Sometimes listen, men, that we can do part, that. and that's respectable. I can yeah. respect that part, right? Even if you fake, I can respect that part, right? It's the part that says, "What about the other shit? Everything that we, everything that you would." Dean, emasculating, disrespectful, snitching, everything that we would say other people doing it would be all these other terrible things. Tupac did it, got away with it. He's nah, a, Tupac didn't snitch on nobody. That's not what. What is it called if you say, "Hey, those people over there did this to me"? What is it I called? I didn't say that. I have. We could all pull up the Vibe magazine interview. I heard. I, I remember yeah. a Vibe interview where he said, "If I thought this had something to do with me getting shot, this is that's not snitching. That's not snitching, Lope. He said he they didn't. You're talking about the last one that nobody else knows about. That's I'm the only about one the I one, saw. I'm talking about the one where he was in jail and said, "Them niggas shot me." We have multiple. I need, to, I need to see we that. Have multiple. I need records. to see what Tupac said. That was even put into the movie they did I've about never one of the two. Seen of that. Thank you. We have multiple records of him saying, yeah, y'all shot me. I'm coming back. Who is y'all? Gee, I can't believe you acting this somebody. way. Y'all is somebody. It doesn't matter who it is. It's somebody. He do? said what he said. He's a gangster. He is a, at the time, like He's Steve not a said, gangster. I, don't know what gang, I don't know what gang he was. He's not a gangster. Out, but he was a gang member. Pac is not a gangster. He was, he was gang. Yeah, he was. Gangster. He was a gangster. He, no, uh, he was not. When he died, he was a gangster. Gang he was, he was a mom, he had it on him. Listen, G, well, he I, had it on him, and he kept saying, he I'm, kept not saying he he, I'm not disagreeing with I'm not disagreeing. And he was throwing subs too. Let him recognize from Long Beach the Rosecrans. You know, I'm that's not some, saying, you know, that's some I, shit, I'm G. not saying, let I'm him not recognize saying, from Long Beach the Rosecrans. I'm not saying this is he crazy. Did glasses not, Loke, your glasses, Lope, is becoming a no, 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 I'm just keeping it a bean. I'm not gonna lie. Even when I make whatever I do, I'm just gonna keep it real. But what if I said like, it's a lie, G? What if, what has been said it's a lie? No, I, I'm saying one, he didn't. I've never seen him say Biggie and Puff shot me. Hold on, pull it up. I'm about to pull it up. I think I, I think that really is on video. No, right. I, that was insinuated, and everybody assumed that. I think that was part of his marketing strategy when he came home. G, if I told a lie, not have I told only, a lie since I've been on there? not only did. Tupac claimed Biggie was behind the shooting, but he argued that Biggie's style was a ripoff of his own. That's the thing that he said. He also said, he said both. Where is, the, show me where Pac ever, show me, yeah, okay, listen. I feel like I'm, I'm in a Twilight Zone right ever now. Said Biggie and Puff <laughs> had me shot. Crazy. Show, me where Puff, show me where Puff, show me where Biggie and Puff, show me where Pac said Biggie and Puff had me shot. I do not believe that. You got to show me that. I never heard that. And I remember that beef, how it started all the way to the back of that day. Why did they have beef again? What do you mean? I'm, I'm telling you, Pac understood when he went to jail, when he went to prison, he started reading books. He started understanding how valuable and how special war was. So he created villains. He created people that he can rise up against and have oh, people support. Michael, now he Michael Jordan in Last Dance. Who? Tupac. Now he's Michael Jordan. He's just making up stuff to. to yes, to, 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 to. yes, yes. 
Biggie and Puff, he knew Biggie and Puff had nothing to do with him getting shot. He even said I it. I don't disagree, but why did he say it? When you say things out he loud, never that said snitch. that. He just said things and grouped people together. He always knew who was responsible for him and for him getting shot. But, first but, off, for, hold up, hold up, hold up. First off, Mouse, me and you know why he can't say nobody shot him. <laughs> now we, we know why. Everybody knows why Tupac shot him. Now, me and you know why I know he can't say nobody else shot him. So, first off, for sure, he didn't say Big and Puff shot him. Because right, I'm gonna be real with you, G. Tupac got shot because he owed a nigga money. We all know here that, goes. right? Here it goes. Uh Tupac, Tupac claims that uh Puffy and Biggie and Jimmy Henchman looked guilty and surprised. And show even though Puffy said they showed him nothing but love and concern, Tupac believed that this was not a random attack. He said it was like they were mad at me. Hmm. That is not insinuating that they All shot right. him. All right. All right. I don't know how much clear it could be. I don't know how much clear that can get, bro. That's right. not. And that's just me pulling up articles. There's full interviews with this nigga sitting on camera. Yeah. Biggie and Puffy, they shot me. They did. He, he never said that. You lying. And it did all that and then got on and then did all that and did that on record. You a gangster. You a whole whatever. When did gangster. he say they shot him on record? He said, I took five shots. I took it to smile. Five shots couldn't drop me. I took it to smile. Now I'm about to set the record. Now I'm about to set the record straight. Like he never said Biggie and Puff shot him. Ever. This Biggie and Puff didn't shoot him. We, we all know who shot Pac. One thing we know that Biggie and Puff did not shoot him. We know that. And we all know. Tupac did say Biggie and Puff shot me. And if no, they did, he, never did said. That, he said had me shot, which is still he never what? said they had me shot under the law, under conspiracy. Never said they had me shot. Murder. No, they are going he did to not jail. say that. No, he didn't say that. He did not say they had me shot. He didn't Let say me that. ask us a question. This maybe a little bit more clear did he say anything that resulted in the investigation of those two men yes <laughs> and that is where the hip-hop police started no 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 glass i'm so disappointed in you right now though no. I don't never, he never in life said that that's y'all y'all can't put that on you, you didn't answer these questions think about me i'm gonna keep it a being straight raw like with the fact, I'm not most keeping the bean too. All this shit was said, though. He never said. Tell me one time where he said <laughs> Biggie and Puff shot him. Show me. Well, how do we know who shot him, then, G? How do we know who shot him? How, Pac how do we shot know? himself, and everybody know Pac shot himself. Dog, the thing is, Pac did shoot himself, dog. But the nigga that came in there robbed him was removing them Jews because he owed a motherfucking money. It ain't I'm no not, place but to that's say not the point. But that that don't have nothing to do. Where with did the Biggie? Did, where did Biggie and Puff Daddy Sean Combs? Where did Sean Corey Combs? And Christopher Wallace, where did their name get attached to Tupac Amari Shakur's shooting? How did those names all come together? Because Puff, so one thing that you're not being honest with is Puff strategically released who he, shot you he, around. He pled guilty time. to a crime he didn't commit, is what happened. Listen, murder I think was, was just being clever with the marketing. Mouse, no, Mouse, no, everybody's taking advantage of the marketing. Who shot you came out after the fact. He was already shot. The song was coming out no matter what. So they why would you not put it back? They so why would you not pull it back? They didn't even. 
That was the nineties. There was no such thing as pulling records back. Oh, you, you were definitely the hottest thing. You the hottest thing moving. You not. It was a lot harder back then, G. It was you a lot harder. Advantage, they took advantage of the opportunity, and you know it, and that's fine. Hey, Liquid Death is fire. Shout out to Liquid Death. Shout out to Liquid Death. Uh, this is fire. Fire. This is how you know you do success. That water is fire. That's water, G. You know what? Shout fire. out to shout, that sound just like a promo now because you that, know that's the that's the water they got in the studio over for the iHeart Studio in Hollywood. That's fire. That water is going to get me fire. pulled over, leaving any bar anywhere in America. Oh, but I'm going to think I'm drinking a tall can, drink, and then we get stopped. I don't even drink this in an Uber just to not even be bothered. I don't drink yeah. this in an Uber. I'm yeah. not. I'm not playing. All, all I'm saying. All I'm saying is, you know what? Fuck what I'm saying, man. Fuck this shit over with. Good looking out for tuning in to the No Sillers Podcast. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, comment, and share. This episode was recorded right here on the west coast of the USA and produced by my homeboy, A-King, for the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. Yeah. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Parents, if you've ever experienced bedtime battles with the kids, I'm going to let you into a little secret. The Koala Moon podcast has revolutionized over 20 million bedtimes, with parents like you calling it life-changing and the perfect nighttime routine. With original kids' bedtime stories and cozy sleep meditations, every episode has been specially designed to make bedtimes a dream. Listen to Koala Moon on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Discover a new educational and interactive podcast, Stories for Kids by Lingo Kids. Our episodes are packed with fun activities. Right, Elliot? Oh, yes! We went shape hunting around the block, and we found spheres and cubes on the street. That was great fun. Join Stories for Kids, the Lingo Kids podcast, inspiring you to learn while having fun. Listen to Stories for Kids on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 